Hello, and welcome back to the People Analytics Podcast. On the show with me today, I have my friend, Reggie Yativ, who is the COO of Agora. Hello, Reggie. How are you? And thanks for being on the show. Hey, uh, good morning, Sean, and thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, to start things off for our audience, I would love it if you could give us a little bit of background on yourself. Tell us a little bit more about what Agora is and uh, what you do at Agora as the COO. Um, so I'm the CEO of Agora.io. Um, we, um, we are a global company. Uh, our team is, is over 500 people globally. We are distributed um, in four key offices in, in Santa Clara is our head office. And, and um, we have a, a, a large office in Shanghai and an office in Bangalore and an office in London. Um, we have also distributed team, teams, which, which makes it more accessible uh, you know, to our customers and partners. Um, Agora is basically providing developers, and our, our primary audience is developers. We work with a lot of them. We're providing them with SDKs that are packaged uh, SDKs ready to embed the developers will take those SDKs and embed uh, video, uh, live interactive streaming and voice capabilities into their apps. So, you know, any app you have in mind that you want to add live streaming, uh, video, uh, video chat rooms, uh, voice, voice chat rooms, you want to add it right into your app. Um, you would take our SDKs and once you have done a quite simple process of um, integration, you're ready to go live and then you go live on Agora's global um, software defined real-time uh, network that makes all this magic work. So all your video and your streaming will be received in highest quality on the other side of the planet or anywhere else where audience, where audience is. So uh, to, the bottom line is we are in the business of enabling engagement as a service or engagement platform as a service as we like to call it. Does that make sense? Very much so. And I can only imagine that nowadays, you're probably staying pretty busy, given the nature of the fact that uh, demand for remote services, video especially, to enable people to kind of be able to work from home in the midst of the pandemic. So I'd, I'd love to hear more from you as far as what's changed recently, given the nature of what's going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, a lot of us are getting very little sleep uh, these days. Um, yes, yeah, so we are... Um, we're doing a lot of things these days to help out people to connect and engage with each other, right? So in a situation where you can't really meet anyone or you can't do the usual stuff um, um, from the smallest thing to the to actual business, we are in the, we, we are very busy in empowering people uh, doing all those things online using, for the most part, using video, sometimes voice, sometimes both. Um, so we are definitely seeing a, a, a big surge um, in, in, a, in, I would say, 99% of our use cases. Um, some of them um, multiply by five, some of them multiply by 10. Um, but it, so it really depends on what segment of the industry. We, we specialize in the social um, gaming uh, space, uh, so, sorry, social streaming gaming uh, and education, uh, those are the three areas where we focus the most, but we have a really interesting diversity of, of use cases that we are handling right now. Um, 
to respond to that, uh, Sean, what we've done is uh, basically, first of all, we have a plan that is designed simply to help people. So we, we launched a, a special plan that helps a lot of uh, education institutions around, around the globe um, to help people continue to learn and study. And, and we've done a lot of those projects with, uh, and we, we are basically giving away a lot of uh, volume and a lot of help uh, to those people. The same with um, not-for-profit organizations that really need help those days. And we really reached out and, and helped. Um, on the more, uh, say on the business side, um, as you mentioned, yes, we are seeing a big surge. We have uh, diversified use cases um, that are basically wanting to go live. Anything from uh, significant changes, for example, in the dating world. So one of our most dominant uh, segments in the market is the dating uh, market. And they had to implement very quick changes uh, in terms of how their dating service is being provided uh, online. Going into um, gaming, a lot of the gaming, um, a lot of the games out there implemented video inside the game so people could see each other and play uh, together. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people talk a lot about alone together. Um, so I, we really, we are really trying to help people to be together and, and while they are alone at, and, you know, at home, still keep being together with the teams, with the playmates, with their, you know, wherever you want to connect with. Those are some really interesting use cases. I have about a million questions for all of those, but I'm going to stick to what we decided to talk about on today's show. And that was right in the midst of a dramatic increase in demand for your products or services that you offer in Agora, especially right now, as you mentioned, right? probably not a whole lot of uh, time to sleep going around with the, the increase in demand given the nature of the most recent changes, but right. Change can happen in a couple of different or a couple of different ways. It can be, you know, positive change. It can be, can add and introduce additional challenges as well too. And in this case with a significant increase in demand, what we talked about was how do you stay true to, right? You want to capitalize on the opportunity whenever possible, right? You want to continue to help customers with whatever it is that they need. But at the same time, you don't want to get away from what the long-term goals you had for your product and or your business, especially given the nature of how quickly this changed, right? It changed dramatically in a short period of time. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of ambiguity right now is understanding how it's going to change moving forward. Um, like some of that we can probably know, plenty of it is probably going to develop as we continue to move forward. But I'd love to get your thoughts here as well too, right? How do you, how do you balance that capitalizing on an opportunity when it presents itself versus you know, making sure that you don't lose sight and focus of your long-term goals? Yeah, Sean, this is a great question. I, I, think, I, I think it's about, it's a lot to do with strategy. So I, I think it's, um, it's a challenge for both leadership and, and each and every person that works in any organization right now, not necessarily just for Agora, is, is to look at the current state and look at the previous, remember the previous state, look at the current state, and think about the future. So I do feel like, first of all, uh, things need to start from accepting the situation. So, um, you know, I've seen, I've talked to too many people that are trying to struggle and, and uh, they're basically struggling with the situation, but that for the most part will not help. You first of all need to accept that this is the situation and there needs to be a quick process in your mind in terms of, okay, we need to adjust. We need to be agile and we need to respond. Uh, to this. So that's one kind of thought process that you should have in your brain. 
um, as you're leading teams in through this time, through those times, right? The second thing is remember your long-term objective. I do believe that what's happening right now need to teach a lot of people, a lot of companies that they need to have a strategy, an online strategy. They need to think about that, that the world that we're seeing right now is not going to change much in the future. You still need to have those online collaboration, online engagement, um, you know, for the most part, very visual, very enticing, very exciting for people to use, right? Otherwise, it becomes um, an experience that no one wants wants to repeat, right? So, uh, first, the first thing you need to do is is keep the team on track. So, uh, there's going to be a lot of noise. You need to prioritize. You need to make sure that the team understands what's higher priority and and what things could wait. You know, especially when you're in the surge, uh, the peak time, you need to prioritize very well, very quickly. Um, second uh, is planning. Um, you need to be very good at planning right now because if you don't, you'll end up drowning in, in noise instead of actually addressing those things that are really high priority. Three, um, remembering what it was before, you need to keep to the cadence. So if, if your teams had X amount of meetings or, or certain policies uh, in place or certain practices in place, and they need to be adjusted, then together with other teammates, you need to work together to adjust those policies and adjust those practices to the new reality. And as I was telling you earlier, Sean, I, I do believe that, you know, most of what we are seeing right now is here to stay. So people that are working with us on, on education um, solutions, they are not working with us just uh, to have them good for the next two months. They're actually working on those solutions strategic. And, and those would, you know, would stay. And it, if, for the most part, you know, some of what's happening is not surprising for a company like Agora. We've always believed that the world is, is going to a place where a lot of the engagement uh, will actually be online. And, and, and people that cannot travel, uh, they can't spend $5,000 for an airline ticket just for an event of two days in the other side of the universe there still has to be a way for them to attend the event online, right? So, and if you want to play with people in Mexico or in Argentina or in the Middle East or in, in Asia Pac, you shouldn't be traveling there. You should be able to connect with them online. So, so a lot of this is not a surprise for us. Of course, the surge is impacting us, but, um, but I think we are staying true to the focus that, you know, basically communication and, and real-time engagement should be as natural, as normal, as as easy to get, as if it was a utility, water, uh, you know, air. It, it needs to be uh, seamless. It needs to be uh, easy to implement. And it needs to be global in, in reach. So I think we are staying true to that strategy that we, we had all along. And we're certainly thinking that that will apply you know, going into the future. Maybe finally, um, um, when you're dealing with, with business growth, at some point you're going to deal with recruitment. Um, and, and I think that um, cultivating talent, making sure that growth plans stay on track, even if it's virtual, uh, interviewing people virtually, introducing them to the team virtually, all of those things require, you know, some adjustment uh, in the team. And, and I really recommend leaders to think about it that way. Sit down, 
and kind of look at everything that you're doing and, and make those quick adjustments so you can just continue in the most natural way. I hope that makes sense. It does very much so. And I'm glad that you had focused a lot on team because that's a big part of what we talk about on this show. It's all things people and data, right? And dealing with such a dramatic change in a short period of time, like you said, there's definitely going to need to be an adjustment period. Um, but you want to put yourself in the right mindset because I think, like you said, we could be dealing with some version of, right, quote, the new normal. So uh, the sooner we come to terms with that, likely the better. Then we can evaluate the strategies that we've used before to ensure that they're still effective, still driving us towards what we hopefully still have in sight, which is that long-term goal. Uh, we don't want to necessarily deviate from that unless um, you know the strategic plan calls for that, right? But do that in an appropriate fashion. But the the things that you mentioned with regard to team or what I, where I kind of wanted to go next is I'd love to hear more from you as far as what, uh, what you're doing at Agora with your team to help ensure that they can continue to be productive and successful given the nature of the changes, right? And the limitations, like you said, the um, gone at least for now temporarily are those abilities to do uh, some of the things that we pr probably did previously in person. So now, you know, I, I can hardly think of a better resource given the nature of uh, the core value proposition of what Agora is, but I'd love to hear more from you as far as what you guys are doing to ensure that your team can continue to be successful given the nature of these changes. And then perhaps we'll talk a little bit more about what advice you'd have for other organizations uh, looking to deal with the, the same challenges in the best way possible. So um, from a team perspective, um, I think I mentioned that earlier, um, in, in some ways, uh, you know, keeping, keeping on track with how you organize the team and how you work with the team, um, translating that from what you used to so-called do in the office, translating that online. And, and for that, of course, you need online, uh, online tools of, of, you know, many types uh, of them. And I'm sure many organizations have some of them, but you need to take this now to the next level. So people need to um, fully understand how to work with those online collaboration tool, uh, tools. Um, if you take uh, work, workplace collaboration, um, even, even workplace collaboration, you know, like education uh, use cases, for example, they all need uh, screen sharing, whiteboarding. So you can adopt a lot of those tools that, you know, document sharing, um, and of course, a lot of video. Um, when you are in front of your team constantly and, and you know, checking in on, on them and, um, and using all of those collaboration tools, a lot of the, a lot of the fears or a lot of the insecurity uh, with some team members that are not used to do that, you know, goes away. Um, the second thing I would mention is touch points. Um, I, you know, just like you, you make sure you touch point with your customers and partners and, and you know, uh, the same, uh, uh, you know, within the team, you need to have enough touch points uh, with the team. Uh, if you lead a team or if you have a big team, you need to make sure those touch points are more, are even more frequent when, when it's virtual. So uh, having set times where teams meet, not necessarily just to work, but sometimes just to huddle. Uh, so for example, in Agora, we have huddle rooms where people just go in uh, for a certain period of time and just huddle and, and ask questions and, and talk about the day passing or the day tomorrow and, and things that are hard or easy or funny. And, and, and those, those huddle rooms, um, I think makes us, it makes us more, more 
successful. Um, people have a place to say what they want to say and, and share experiences, uh, just like you would um, in the office. The, the, the third, um, I'd say the third element kind of related to that is, is basically making sure that all those framework, uh, frameworks for work that you had before would stay consistent um, and, and even more so um, would, you would go more in depth. So whereas if, if you could have in a one face-to-face -face communication could be brief, like in one second you could finish a meeting of, of 15 minutes, when you do it on the phone or, or visually, you need to spend more time understanding, um, understanding the details. You need to allow more time for people to share. And you also need to consider that people, when they're staying at home, for example, they have a lot of, you know, I, let me call it background noise. Um, so you need to reconcile and work with that um, to make sure you keep the environment um, as, as you want it to be, but, but you make sure you don't stress uh, people out too much and you let people have their space even when they're at home, right? So the assumption that when people are at home, they have plenty of space, it's actually really not true. Um, People get a lot of people get stressed out at home sometimes more than they would in, in the office. Um, so I, I think internalizing all the elements, uh, all of those elements together, and working with them would make you very successful, even if you um, even if you work 100% of your time uh, virtually. And by the way, a lot of our team members, for them, it's it's nothing new. Uh, a lot of our team members have been working remote, um, you know on a regular basis so they uh, you know leaning on them now uh, for advice is is even you know it's a good idea a lot of them actually have a lot of tips and tricks to share with the rest of the team in terms of how to be more effective uh, when you're working from home yeah, that's excellent feedback thank you for sharing As what especially hits home for me was that you mentioned that I, there's probably a misconception that we think that people in working from home they, you know, it's, it's going to be a relatively easy transition for them. Whereas it, you know, it may have been for us or for anyone that is comfortable doing it before the dramatic changes, but uh, for a lot of people, there can be significantly way more distractions when trying to work from home, right? Maybe dealing with like family is also home, those that um, have kids at home, those that have pets at home. <laughs> I've been on, uh, I don't know how many conference calls or Zoom calls at this point where, um, you know, everyone's making an entrance <laughs> and I can see how challenging that could be to kind of uh, remain focused and uh, as they yeah. adjust. So I think your points there to like, give people the leeway to make sure that they have with the, have the tools that they need to be prepared to do it as best as possible. But understanding that everyone's in a form of transition right now. And for those of us, some of us, it may take a little bit longer than others. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's important. And then lastly, you'd mentioned, um, having additional touch points. I think that's really important as well too, is because uh, the, some of the challenge of course is that those that did have much more interaction previously, now when they're virtual, like despite the fact that we can you know, be in this ever connected world, it can feel um, relatively lonely more so than ever now, uh, especially for those that don't have you know, a significantly active like home life or a ton of other people sharing their space with them. So um, I also really like the idea of having additional touch points. So thank you for mentioning that as well too. Um, yeah, I think uh, Sean, um, the, at the end of the day, 
all, you know, treating this as a experience of each one is experiencing it a little different as individual, but as an organization, um, I think all this, you know, could be summarized as, as, you know, you need a strategy, you know, to design a virtual strategy of how you actually manage a team virtually. It's so, some people don't spend enough time thinking about that. It's, it's not something that would just naturally happen. You need to work with the team uh, to drive it, right? So I think that's, that's a key, at least from my experience. I mean, none of us had a lot of experience uh, driving teams to a plague, right, um, on an epidemic like this. But I think you're learning that through uh, crisis management or situational management. I think that's a lesson that would be with us for a while, right? We learned a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, and key point, reinforcing the strategy too. That's critical. Absolutely agreed. Um, well, thank you a ton for being here, Reggie, and sharing your information and knowledge with myself and our audience. I have two questions for you before I let you go. Uh, the first one is, what resources would you share with our audience? Well, um, my favorite resource is, is actually other people. Um, I always talk to a lot of people and collect opinions. Uh, but if I have to point out to something that I find very interesting is, is a book by uh, Stephen Covey. It's called basically The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, I really like that book because it is, it is basically talking about how you could be more effective um, the context is business, but actually, if you really look at all those seven elements, all seven uh, principles, I think they're really good for life too. So I would, you know, highly recommend people to use some whatever free time they have. Take a look. Yeah, that's an excellent book. I will definitely reinforce that as well too. Um, great choice. And then, last question I have for you is: Who should reach out to you, and how can they get in touch? Well, you can always find a lot about us on Agora, agora.io on our website. Um, you can uh, write me uh, personally on reggie at agora.io. I'll be happy to get your emails and, and your opinions um, and questions. Um, and at, at the end of the day, um, I, I think a lot of people are talking about alone together. I think at the end of the day, uh, we are all in, in this together. We're working with each other, whether you know, you are a colleague or a, a partner or a customer, or it, it doesn't matter. We, we, we have to keep doing this. And, and I do feel like a lot of what we're doing right now is going to impact our future. I think Sean, you, you said something earlier, like uh, a new, the new normal. Um, I think for us, it's more of a continuity. It, it's a motion that has been there and will continue to evolve. The, the world is, transitioning with a lot of the experiencing experiences online and and we're, we're happy to work with with everyone on on making those use cases and experiences happen yeah i'd say agora is very well positioned to help the world do that so excellent point and thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge with myself and our audience reggie Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the People Analytics Podcast powered by StaffGeek. If you or anyone you know is a leader in human resources or talent acquisition and would be interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to me at sean at staffgeek.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at staffgeek, S-T-A-F-F-G-E-E-K.com. We would love to share your valuable knowledge with our audience.
At this point, we'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of our show, StaffGeek. StaffGeek helps companies hire smarter, by increasing retention, and combating turnover, all while reducing time to hire. They do this by creating a customized behavioral assessment around your company's unique culture. Armed with your fit tech assessment, you're able to evaluate which candidates are the right fit for your company's culture. Start hiring smarter today with StaffGeek. If you'd like to learn more, reach out to StaffGeek at hello at staffgeek.com or visit them on the web at staffgeek.com.